Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, could AI have a hand in equipping healthcare professionals with people management and communication skills? Well, the answer is depends on who you ask, right? According to the founders of Singapore-based AI startup MediVR, it certainly can. And MediVR is apparently creating generative AI virtual humans that can perceive, talk, and respond allowing professionals to practice their people management and communication skills in a safe environment and with greater efficiency. Now, aside from doctors, MediVR said its virtual humans have also been used to train teachers, social workers, and even financial advisors. But really, how much money is in the market for virtual humans? And what are the intricacies involved for a company making money out of virtual humans? Well, let's hear from Jeremy Ong, COO and co-founder of MediVR. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yes, I would love to share more about what we do. Right. And uh, Jeremy, we are talking about virtual humans as a value proposition here. Tell us more about that, how you position yourself in the AI industry or the virtual humans market, depending on how you define that. Yeah, thank you so much for the great introduction. Um, MediVR uses generative AI to create these interactive virtual humans that allows our users to improve interpersonal communication skills. So we started this in the healthcare sector. And one of the reasons is because the poor communication in hospitals caused over 2,000 deaths a year. And this is on top of over $1.7 billion in lawsuits that hospitals have to pay. Um, And a lot of this can actually be avoided with proper training. So we've been on the ground and we've spoken to hospitals and regulators who are willing to invest uh, in this space. Um, but there hasn't been a scalable solution in the last 10 years. And this is for a number of reasons. So I think number one, the tech just wasn't realistic enough. It wasn't ready. And existing solutions such as chatbots were usually focused in more of the e-commerce space rather than in training and education. So MediVR is trying to change this to save the lives. Uh, we work with doctors, we work with nurses to create most realistic AI virtual human today and deliver this training in, for healthcare professionals. So, you know, one of the, the amazing things that we can say is that hospitals mm. can create these AI humans without an IT. Jeremy, we love to talk a lot about uh, money on Under the Radar. So take us through your current footprint in Singapore and around the world, your customers, your latest funding numbers. Right. So MediVR is currently focused in the Singapore market. But we have received interest from APEC countries such as Malaysia, Thailand, and Australia. Um, And we have a strong foundation working with medical institutions, hospitals, allied healthcare, such as NUHS. Uh, We cut across many different specializations. So naming a few is orthopedics, pediatrics, and ophthalmology. And we're also working with Duke NUS Center for Palliative Care to create Asia's first serious illness uh, communication training with AI virtual humans. And we're, of course, excited to share more in due time. So right now, with regards to funding, we are invested in by the National University of Singapore. And we are also preparing for our upcoming seed round later this year. Right. Let's talk about the cost side of things, Jeremy. What are the costs involved in creating virtual humans? Are they sort of self-sustainable once they're up and running? Because the AI basically learns as it goes, right? How does it work? Yeah, you're you are right. Once created these AI virtual humans can be used for as long as possible. And the cost of creating these virtual humans are actually much more efficient than traditional methods of training in a few different ways. So 
Traditionally, medical institutions use standardized patients. So they are individuals who are specially trained to um, become students for stu uh, junior doctors to practice medical examinations with. Um, this is a valuable part of the learning journey before they actually encounter real patients. And we've worked with these teams to understand and observe their sessions um, and challenges that they have. Uh, namely, the hiring, the training process can take anywhere from six months to a year. And each new medical case can take a minimum of three hours for one uh, standardized patient to even learn. And they're actually expected to portray this same thing across all students, to all students, right? So you can see that's huge logistical cost to train and um, deploy these uh, standardized patients. And we're also taking away time from senior doctors and staff to supervise these sessions, right? So just to give a sense of it, senior pharmacists can spend over 1,800 hours or the equivalent of 11 working months role-playing with junior pharmacists every year. So using MediVR's virtual humans, they can create this in about five minutes, right? And they can actually scale this up to as many sessions as they want. Um, and for us, what we have found is actually a usage-based pricing model has given the most win-win um, situation because every different organization has their own uh, learning schedules and training schedules. Um, and for doctors and healthcare professionals, that's usually quite unpredictable sometimes. Looking at uh, MediVR as a business, when it comes to creating virtual humans for you, how is the cost like? And once you create that virtual humans, or once you enable the doctors to create that virtual humans, there is no additional cost on your business side, apart from the uh, typical maintenance, right? As a business, when it comes to your operating cost. Uh, that's definitely correct. So majority of the cost involved is usually in R&D uh, side, um, creating the platform and the tools for these, uh, to create these virtual humans. And then once it has been created, definitely just maintaining the cost, server cost and cloud cost um, as the main, uh, the main uh, bill of materials for that. Getting us very excited here. Are virtual humans like virtual models, which, you know, they can essentially service an unlimited number of users. And if that is the case, you currently have more than 1,000 AI virtual human scenarios. At what point do you decide that it is time for you to develop more scenarios? Yeah, so thank you so much for that question. I think content uh, is always something that we always get asked a lot. A lot. Um, and we've always been hard at work to increase you know, the variety, the complexity of the scenarios that can be created. Um, so conversation is dynamic, right? It's ever-changing. There's a lot of factors to, to come into play. Um, but ultimately, our core principle is that it's not us that are creating the scenarios, but it's the professionals, the subject experts that we are working with. So they know what training scenario they want to create um, that's best for their learners, and we empower them with the tools. So right now, what we can customize already is personality, the mood, motivation, and also add in specific information such as medical conditions, financial situation, and other lifestyle factors as well. Um, so that's the beauty of, of the tool that we have created um, and we hope to empower even more professionals to do so. Right, so that really comes in from industry feedback as to uh, we now need more uh, variation and we now need more virtual humans coming up. Okay, uh, and uh, Jeremy, MediVR started using virtual humans in healthcare setting. We've talked in depth about that, but you've gradually moved into job interview training, financial advisory training. How different are these use cases and also how much money is in this space of job interview training, financial advisory training for you to decide, hey, this is a worthwhile venture for me? 
Yeah, so I think this is definitely the plan in the longer term. Uh, we've already actually had interest from these sectors. Uh, and I believe that we can, uh, if we can do this in healthcare, which is one of the, the most stringent sectors, we can definitely transfer this uh, benefits to other areas. So we've already done a lot of validation for the core technology to improve communication, to improve uh, the patient's trust and outcome. Um, and this is important because you want to make sure that the patient follows their management plans, um, understands and believes their medical uh, professional is helping them as well. Um, and ultimately, when we transfer this to other areas, such as in a bank, um, this could be sensitive topics such as estate settlements uh, processes, right? customer facing um, um, in the retail sector or even in the education sector as well. So we're actually very proud um, to be able to say that our AI virtual humans have been used by a local social service agency um, to help with literacy inter uh, intervention program where children with different learning needs um, can um, benefit and learn better and cope with formal education as well. Right, so you can tell that the content itself is very different and it's, it's where you want to go in the long term in terms of the market size, right? So uh, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Jeremy Ong, COO and co-founder at MediVR. Well, uh, Jeremy, let's talk about the wider business environment you're in. According to Airlight Market Research, the global virtual humans market, valued at 11.3 billion US dollars in 2021, projected to reach 440 billion US dollars by 2031. This is a CAGR of 44.7% in the forecast period. Do you agree with this assessment? And if we really grow at a rate of 44% per year, how saturated do you expect the market to become? Yeah, so I totally believe that this market is going to explode in the near future. I think 44.7% compound annual growth rate is actually a bit of underrepresentation. Um, and the reason why is because we believe that this no-code creation system is actually a force multiplier for many different sectors and all the way down the value chain. So, you know, you start with training one person, that person then has a huge impact on anybody that he touches. Right? So the value created is definitely much more. Um, and definitely, I agree that there will be new players in this space. But I think MediVR is uniquely positioned uh, to become one of the dominant players for the next 10 years. And one of the reasons why is because of the huge effort that uh, we take in validating our programs and our use cases uh, through studies uh, and publications as well. Mm. So for now, though, what is the number one trend in the market for virtual humans? And uh, well, Jeremy, how, how will that influence the way in which you take the business forward? So I think that um, the, one of the number one trends in this virtual human market is going to be the ease of creating what you want and also cutting through the hype by validating the use cases. So I think we've all heard of uh, ChatGPT. I think recently there's been a release for, Chat G uh, for GPT-4. Um, and there's just even more use cases now when it comes to generative AI. So I think enabling everyday people who have no experience with AI, XR development, to create something that helps them become better is the trend that we are going to go towards. Um, and also, this is where I like to share that uh, we've actually published in AI for Education, uh, which was a conference held in England. And we were also part of the 21st IEEE ISMA conference for mixed and augmented reality. So we're really trying to position ourselves as thought leaders in this space um, to bring uh, MediVR to the rest of the world. 
Right. And uh, let's turn our attention to look at MediVR's uh, relationship with your partners and clients. You are, you guys are Microsoft Mixed Reality Partners, NVIDIA Inception members. You're working with top institutions, hospitals to bring Singapore to the forefront of medical uh, VR research. So tell us more about that and the strategic value these partners bring. Yeah, so I think we are very fortunate um, from a small island nation like Singapore to be aligned with such huge tech players. Um, for example, Microsoft, um, their vision is in empowering everyone on our planet to achieve more. And this resonates very strongly with us. So we leverage the network that they have, the technology that they have, and we work very closely with them to create these use cases um, that benefits the, uh, the customers in the end. Uh, for NVIDIA, um, they are already known as a key player in the AI market space um, and also previously in graphics space. Um, so their hardware actually powers many AI models that are used today. And we also again very fortunate to be able to work closely with the amazing team that they have and uh, develop and push uh, these boundaries even further. So I uh, also like to, to mention about our most recent um, partnership, which is with the INDA Spark program. So INDA supports us by actually providing selected government tools and grants and opportunities to network with uh, these different professionals in uh, different industries um, and also having access to the grant applications by INDA. Right. And uh, looking ahead, Jeremy, what are some of your future plans for MediVR this year? Any teasers for us? Which geographical markets do you intend to expand into? Yeah, I think like, right, uh, like you rightly mentioned, I think in, uh, and there's a lot of uh, potential for growth. Um, so in terms of markets, we're looking, definitely looking at um, Thailand, Australia, Malaysia, as some of the mixed immediate ones that we can enter. Uh, but I think um, to, to just bring it back, um, we believe that you know, frontline industries where communication and human touch is key, that has been uh, one of our key focuses. Uh, because of COVID, there has been a huge turnaround, uh, turnover in staff. Um, and we want to make sure that, you know, these new staff that's coming in are able to level up um, to gain the skills as quickly as they can um, so we can pick up where we left. Uh, and ultimately, you know, APEC is a key market for us. And we believe there's mm. much more that we can bring value to. Right. Thanks very much, Jeremy. That was Jeremy Ong, COO and co-founder at MediVR. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance.